Hello? Hello. Oh, you are there. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll be right back once I can. Oh, my God. <laughs> Apparently, you're still too loud. <laughs> I turned it way down already. Anyway, I'll be right back. I love computers. Yeah. Just when stuff like that can happen, and you're like, <laughs> uh, what? Why you should have so heard him. You should have heard him before he turned it down. <laughs> Windows decided to install fifty-seven thousand things, and one of one of them was broke, you broke your settings. One of them what was volume. It? It, I don't ins- know, dude. it installed volume. Couldn't tell you what happened. <laughs> A lot of stuff. This one goes up to eleven. First, we should say hello, Michael. Hello, JJ. How you doing, friend? Hello. Uh, I um I my left arm is hurting from all the AX Wi-Fi that got injected in it today. So uh, I'm just wondering if I'll get tired and narcoleptic during this podcast, or if it will last until afterwards. We'll see. The the fatigue from the booster, you know. Ah, uh, yes. So I went through that over the weekend as well. Yeah, I, I had. Wanted- no effects whatsoever when I got mine. It felt like I got a shot, and then my arm was sore, and that was it. I'm hoping so. for that. I'm hoping. We'll see. I would. Yeah. Which, I would take. Which one did you get, Andy? I I uh I went for the pure playthrough. All three Modernas. Okay. Uh, I think I I mixed and matched since I did J and J before. This time I had Pfizer because it was the closest and available. I. <laughs> generally why i mean i was planning to end up with that that i got uh but i walked into target today and there was no one at the pharmacy and i said yo you got any of those boosters and they said you want one right now (laughs) okay sure yeah (laughs) correct answer and correct reasoning (laughs) (laughs) so that happened uh i didn't want to get it over thanksgiving just in case i had uh the reaction i had last time which was you know a day of fatigue and chills and so uh speaking of thanksgiving did everyone have a nice we had a break we had a week off we just let you know hopefully everyone comes back let's say yeah if you're Uh, still listening welcome back if you're still listening welcome back it gets better at this time of year we get crazier i think as the as the the times get crazier it's gonna be a weird time of year it always is uh I, I, you know, we went pretty traditional on Thanksgiving feast, uh, as it were. It was not a feast per se because we had just the two families together, so it was kind of a normal sized meal with a twelve pound turkey in the middle of it. <laughs> it's not exactly normal there, but you know. Yeah, sure, sure, but the but the normal green beans and potatoes and you know that stuff uh, in the midst of that week. And two terrible football games that we won't talk about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did uh, Oh, and JJ and I yes, were able to uh, meet up in Sonoma with friend of the pod, Sean and family. And we were able to fa- taste some fantastic vodka in Sonoma, yeah. in wine country. 
I was going to say, that's not what I expected you were going to say. <laughs> vodka kinda... made from grapes. Vodka <laughs> from grapes. Yes. Kind of strange, you can, right? You can make vodka from a lot of different things. So. so interestingly, I thought it was, is it gin that you can make from anything? Oh, but I guess maybe I it was it... vodka you can make from anything. I was going to say, I think it's vodka. One yeah. of those doesn't matter. Um, but yes, these this was vodka from grapes, um, which is usually obviously some kind of grain, which is kind of crazy. But they had flavored ones and regular ones. The flavored ones were strongly flavored, and they were very tasty. Very good. Except for the one that tasted like Dimetap. Ooh. Yeah, that was weird. They had like a mandarin. No, blood orange. And yeah, it I think tasted... it was mandarin orange. I think you had it mandarin right the first orange? time. I had it right the first time. It tasted like Dimetap. Yeah, we were all sitting there thinking of it. And I was like, what's that medicine that you used to take? And somebody said Dimetap. And that was it. That was the answer. Anyway. Uh, that did, border, did not border on food crimes. But unless either of you ran into a food crime over Thanksgiving, we have a submitted food crime through email. Oh. I was... I was not planning on doing it until I read it. I was I was planning on doing it as the email bucket, but then I read it and I thought we might need to talk about this. Strong enough to stand alone, huh? Um Yeah. Yeah. It might stand on its own, that's for sure. Pizza. What is it? We're already, you know we're off to a start when I say pizza. Uh, this is a place called 163 in Connecticut. So we're going to shout them out directly and people can decide to go there or not go there. Right. You know, uh, on this menu submitted by Alex to our email. Thank you very much. Uh, is the King. And I will read for you the King right here. There's normal stuff on this menu. Like their greens is like a Caesar salad and a house salad. It's a pizza joint, right? Uh, and it's got normal pizzas like shredded chicken with bacon and all, you know, like a, the, the fancy normal pizzas, things you would want. Right. And then there's peanut butter sauce, smoked bacon, caramelized one onions and mozzarella drizzled. And this is why I thought it fit very well for Thanksgiving with cranberry jam. So this sounds just like a, a reimagined peanut butter and jelly, uh, with a with cheese all over it. It's a pizza. Yeah, I think the the concerning part here is like I've had like teriyaki chicken pizzas with peanut sauce before, and those were kind of okay, but not like my favorite pizza. But sure, someone someone oh, likes this. Thai, it's just not me. Thai chicken, yeah, Thai pizza chicken. from yeah. from CPK has had peanut butter. I've had on that before. one before. Yep. Uh-huh. I've had that one too, and it's like you know okay. Not my favorite ingredient, usually the peanut sauce. I, I like the peanut sauce in noodle dishes, just not in with pizza. I think the thing that pushes this over for me into crime is that I don't like cranberries. And why are you, why are you putting the cranberries on here, man? You're making it worse. <laughs> Stop that, please. It's, it's funny that we have to take it as it comes, right? We can't be like, well, I like this and I like that. Like, you have to take it as the whole. The, the crime get, happened or, or you it get, didn't, you don't right? Get it, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna give know. it the benefit of the doubt. I, I was gonna say I would. I would try it before passing judgment. Right. This is what I'm saying. Uh, we need to play the tape. That's you know, 
if if we're going to judge a crime, there's evidence here. Maybe we need to play the tape. And Michael and I will fly to Connecticut and try this pizza. Or make one. I mean, I wonder, we could. I wonder if there's a... I wonder if somebody's done one of those like look-alike... If this place is famous, which I assume that it is. Uh, or or at least semi-popular. It, it probably has like a look-alike. Yeah, here's how to make it at home, right? Maybe you'd think to, so. Maybe need to make the pizza. I see. Like I think if you take the same pizza and you just remove that cranberry, <laughs> you put like balsamic on the onions or something. Oh, I don't think there end. are any onions on here. That's Peanut what I'm butter. saying. Like do 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 like some balsamic, you know, glazed onions or whatever. Oh, I don't know. That's that's. And I think I'm good. in. I'm in for that. I'm not in for this though. I don't want this. This sounds not good. Hmm. This is a good submission because I think. The court is in limbo. This is a hung jury on this one. Because that cranberry could be great or it could be bad. It could be real bad. Especially if the the, the peanut butter sauce is a big question to me. In my mind, when I read that, Mm -hmm. I picture somebody slathering peanut butter on the crust. But that could be not not how it is, though. Yeah. Yeah. But what are you what are you mixing it with to turn it into a sauce? Hmm. Because I, I literally can't separate this in my mind from like the peanut sauce you get on like Thai chicken. Stuff. Well, that's what I'm. That's why I mentioned the Thai chicken pizza because it, it's peanut sauce, right? Not peanut butter sauce. Although it kind of doesn't matter as long as you blend the. It's peanut butter as long as you blend. Well, the you peanuts, make right? peanut. You make peanut sauce with peanut butter. Yeah. The Thai the Thai version. Hmm. Well, that some the Thai versions made with like can is that made with like m- some kind of milk? Uh, there might be like curry milk or something in there. Coconut um, milk, coconut milk, coconut or something. milk but, is know, what I was wondering. I think that's what I've made it with when I made it in the past. Is coconut milk? Oh, it's usually sweetened. It, it doesn't have to be, but I would mm-hmm. expect it to be sweetened if it was if peanut sauce was going to be on a pizza. Interesting. I wonder if you put some sort of umami in there. Give it that balsamic onions yeah that would that would <laughs> see that now i could me. i could see you making like uh, a white a white cream sauce like a oh, typical white pizza sauce oh, yeah. but then mixing peanut butter into it sure yeah you could do that why not there's no rules on pizza anymore i mean we lost jj at pineapple yep jj got <laughs> jj got off at the wrong stop that's all i have to say he is he did is, i should have gone a little further, my friend. I think just a little I mean, further. I was, our, I was on board with most of this pizza until they threw in cranberry at the end. So, I like, did. you know. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this looks pretty good. I just, like, <laughs> I, it's, I just can't with cranberries, man. That's just me. You know, I'm not I'm not here to say other people how can't did, enjoy it or that it's not it that it's automatically bad. I just so, don't like cranberries. So so Thanksgiving, you don't, which we just left. You don't uh, you don't partake of any cranberry. Nope. Have you is it what is your cranberry of choice uh for your family? Is it the can or does do, do people make it? We typically so uh cranberries are hard to find this year by the way. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. Um we had the, that trouble last year. Uh we had the trouble this year, but no one um wanted to make them, so we didn't have any this year. Okay. 
Um, but in years past, we have done both, like whole, you know, someone made a cranberry dish, and the jellied can one. It has there's never been like a set one. My sister loves cranberries, hmm. and loves specifically the like. Look, she takes it in whatever form you know the cranberries come. She will eat them. Um, but when we were younger, it was all about the jellied one. So we would sometimes have both. Yeah. Uh, we made our own with, uh, Grand Marnier, I believe it was, and brandy in them. Okay. And they were hand, hand done, hand, Mm -hmm. hand mushed. They were fantastic. Best cranberry sauce I ever had. I'll never eat it out of a can again. Y'all do the yams with marshmallows on top? Yes, recipe? they sure do. They are, like I we said, did. it's a traditional. Yeah, we did it growing up. I, I could take it or leave it. Uh, people are very invested in it, other than me, and I don't mind eating them, but... It's, right, sure. You know, I wouldn't make it on my own sort of deal. I'm just they always have... happy to take the dark meat turkey that apparently people don't want, and they're all oh my fighting gosh. those white pieces. I'm like, give me the dark ones, let's I gotta... go. I gotta find the picture of a friend of a friend of the, of a friend of the pod, who uh, whose wife was sent to the store to buy a large turkey because they were having a large safe outdoor gathering, safe as it could be, I guess. Uh, that is a lot of cranberry on this. I'm looking at this picture. Okay, uh, how big a turkey do you think she came home with, guys? He was told to buy a big one. Uh huh. For how many people? Uh, they had uh, 18 people. Adults. So I know you can get more than 20-pound turkeys. Sure. So I'll say 20 pounds. Okay. I'll go higher. I'll say 22. Um, 42 pounds. What? <laughs> Where do you even get one that big? I don't know, but apparently she's vegetarian. Uh, the woman that was sent to the store <laughs> to get a large turkey for 18 people <laughs> and bought a 40. So no, no idea of what a single portion size of, I have to track down and send you the picture of uh, him, uh, the husband eating the turkey leg. That is the size of the turkey that we served. I, <laughs> I think cutting that turkey up would be its own logistical nightmare. Cooking it. Can you imagine how long? Would it even fit Ugh. in my oven? I don't even know no. if it would. I don't know. Uh, Maybe I, just. This menu has fried Oreos. We did racks. <laughs> did we make it down to the bottom? This same menu has fried Oreos on it. Yeah. I don't yeah, know it does. I don't know how to feel about that. Moving along, fried, we got to get fried away from Fried Oreos this. are fair food in my mind, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but they're still delicious. We got to get away from this food thing and talk about uh, some stuff we might have done over the break. I don't want to get too into spoilers here, but Dune is a good movie. I agree with you. Michael, did you have a chance to watch Dune? Unfortunately, I did not. Michael, you have read Dune. I have, and recently. Um, JJ? Uh-huh. Uh, this movie ends, let's say... How do we say this in a non-spoilery way? Uh... Not the movie opens the with Dune Part 1, Yeah, I think. Yeah. It's in the first two seconds of the movie. Uh, uh, let's say Paul has found his way into some new uh, 
uh, teachings. He's made some new friends. Yeah, Paul has made some new friends. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, okay. That's how far it gets into the book. In two and a half hours. And Michael, I have a lot of questions because they leave a bunch of stuff out of the from the book. Okay. To get there. You watch did you watch the honest trailer? Please tell me you didn't. Oh no, I did not. Okay. I intentionally I avoided it. So one of the questions in the honest trailer that I actually have for you because of the books is uh cause can we do this without doing being too spoilery there, JJ? I don't know. Um, ask the questions. I mean, I I have also read the book, but and like I have not. Whatever, so uh, the I'm, reason I'm asking is because I haven't read the book in probably uh, twenty years. Maybe I've read it when I was like fifteen, I think. And uh, I believe I should read it again because these answers are probably in me, there. But there are some things in that movie that don't make a ton of sense. Maybe okay. Like, uh, why does anybody bother with personal shields? When all the so, when all the weapons are designed to go through the personal shields, so that does that does get discussed in the books, and part of part of it is that the the people who are coming to Dune don't know how useless personal shields are on the planet. Okay, right, because part of the and again, I don't know if they explain this in the movie, but the shields call the worms. Yes. So if you have a shield on out in the desert, you will be attacked by the worms. Yeah. Uh, also, every weapon in the in the movie that they show you, including bombs from space against shields on ships, uh, not the shields never do anything. So some of that is uh, the way they explain. Again, I, I can only speak to what they talk about in the book. That's what I want to know, I, right? Like, because it's it's I, left out and. There's a there's a really big thing about the shields, which is why they're not so. We talked about the worm stuff. There's another really big thing about the shields, the las guns. The, why no one shoots lasers when there are lasers? Yeah. Yes. And the answer is, if you shoot a person with a shield with a laser, a nuclear bomb goes off when the two hit each other. Basically, it creates a fusion reaction. I think is how they describe it. I was going to ask and, about yeah. that and why the entire Atreides army only has swords in the future and also and also like they talk about like projectile throwers i think in the book yes so like literally crossbows (laughs) essentially you know or like like you know weird guns essentially but the the shields are built in such a way and again i like that they will stop anything moving fast yes that's explained if you, yeah, they talk about this in the movie, right? That whole scene where he's fighting with the uh, with Gurney and like they're just kind of showing you have to move slow to get through yep. the shield. Yep. And the shield turns a different For, color and all that. Yeah. Right. So like, if you shoot a gun at someone, it's not going to work because the bullet's fast. Well, but that's not entirely true because some of the things in the show hit the shield really fast and then stop and sort of burrow through the shield as they stick to the shield. So that's something that is built intentionally to do that, though, yeah. right? You can't just, like, load up a normal gun and blast someone. It won't work. Yeah. I guess it just feels like you're wearing body armor and everybody's shooting uh, uranium bullets at you, in a way, sometimes, in this movie. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
You're kind of like, well, I could be five pounds lighter with this body armor on. Um, it, Michael, uh, do you remember, do they ever go into, like, the stuff about the shields and why the Fremen don't, not be, not because of the worms, but, like, how the Fremen fight differently because of not having shields? Uh, Am I thinking too far in advance? I don't know if they go. I mean, they do talk about it a little bit. Um, and there's a, there are a couple of different scenes that I can remember in the book where they describe the fights and their, you know, their style of desert adapted fighting. But I don't know if they, they relate it specifically to why they do or don't use the shields. Okay. All right. I'm going to explain the way that I see it. And I don't know how, you know, if you're sense, super sensitive and you haven't, uh, and you don't want to read the book and you want the movie not spoiled, maybe, maybe don't listen to this question. Uh, <laughs> the way I see how this was laid out. And then maybe you can explain how the book makes it seem like actual intrigue instead of not intrigue. Because I don't remember, I remember all these things happening in the book. But I don't remember them being so, uh, boring. (laughs) 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 The Emperor has sent the Atreides to over, to take over this planet from the Harkonnen, right? Yes. Ostensibly to the outside observer, it's because Harkonnen has too much money. To the inside observer, it's because the Atreides have too much political power. And he's setting them up to fail on the planet somehow. Uh, But everybody that is an Atreides already knows that it's really a, a trap. And that they're likely to be attacked in their minds... Uh, surreptitiously, which obviously happens uh, early on in this story, but also probably not surreptitiously. Um, and everything that on the planet is that they're given is broken, so that they're going to try and monetarily fail. Uh, their planet—I can't remember the name. It called Cal Caldera, Caladon, Caladon. Yeah. Uh, is like their stronghold, but they have to go there and leave their stronghold, but they can't bring enough people to be like a full army. Okay, that's the setup. We already know the Emperor's going to betray them, probably, or not help them, and the Harkonnen are going to fight them, if not also the Fremen. How is it at all a surprise to anybody in the universe that then everything happens the way that it happens? And how is it at all a secret that the Emperor's army is also there? <laughs> I think this is one of those cases where the the characters through whom you are viewing the story are in a small group that are in the know and not necessarily representative of the general knowledge that would be held. Hmm. Right, you're following you're following all the the members of House Atreides 
who all know that this is a trap and their closest advisors. So everybody who's in the circle that you're watching in this story is all going to know. But the information is given out as if everybody knows, right? And it sounds like even in the book, every everybody knows. And they talk about in this movie for half a second, the so Lans- Landsrad, and they never mention Lansrad, it again. Yep. So there's, yeah, I was going to say the dimension that's missing here is in the book, they talk about this like balance of power between the emperor and the Landsrad, which is the like council of all the great houses. And there's this like feudal honor code or something between them where like the emperor can't openly move against any of the houses. Otherwise all the houses would feel threatened and gang up and destroy the emperor. So everything has to be done via like subterfuge and plausible deniability such that no one can ever say the emperor was involved. Otherwise, you know, like NATO would be called in and everyone would co-destroy the emperor. And there are even rules for that, right? Like there are rules about assassination and how you can kill people. And it is all very structured. And the key important piece, which I don't know that they explain in the movie, is that there are no satellites around Dune. So information doesn't get out of Dune unless physical people bring it. What, right. There's no, there's, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why are there no uh, satellites around uh, Arrakis? Well, that, that, the answer to that starts to get spoilery. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Well, they don't it, really explain it, that. And also, but you would think that there would be satellites on near the Sardaukar planet or the Harkonnen planet or like. Like, just the idea that in space with these giant things that take millions of dollars, as they say at the beginning of the movie, to move between space, you know, between uh, trips, uh, it costs, you know, the Emperor's, um, it costs the Emperor's Herald or whatever, millions of dollars or to move across the stars to hand him a letter that said, go to Arrakis. It's like, okay, well, how does no one know... That the how does anyone in the Landsrad also not know that they were sent there for a trap? How, I mean, they may they may know, but they don't care, right? Because there's nothing untoward being done here, right? The issue is like legal deniability, and the Emperor can say, "Well, I didn't do this. I would look. None of my people were there. It's the Harkonnens killing the Atreides. Uh, mm-hmm. Not my yep. issue." Wink, 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 wink. Right. Seemed, at, in the movie at least, and to be there's been so... a known feud between those two houses for like a long time. Sure. Right? They even they explain that in the yeah, movie. Yeah. But it just seemed so in the open in the movie, I guess, that it was just like, how, how did A, these people get caught with their pants down, and B, no one else want to come help them? So I don't, without having seen the, without having seen the movie, um, to know how much it gets built up, the, the nature of the betrayal that goes on that catches them unawares is such that everyone in House Atreides thinks that what happens is an impossibility. And they spend a lot of time in the book talking repeatedly about how impossible it is, um, 
that this thing could happen. Yep. It, Additionally, the um, Thufir, the guy, the uh, older man with the weird eyes and the lips, the Mentat. Maybe they never talk about that in the movie. Yeah, they never. They, they literally. I mean, there are Mentat in the movie. Two of them. Yes, and they just. I actually they just name them as people, and you don't ever hear like anyone say this is, stuff. This is uh, this is a Dennis Villeneuve ism uh, that I actually somewhat enjoy about his filmmaking. Is that he'll see something like that in the source material? He did this with uh, uh, ba- Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner, right? Uh, it just he'll just leave it. It's like you don't need to know what a mentat is. Like I, you, you can figure out from context that this person has is like a human calculator, right? Yeah. And they ask him to like, you know, how much did that cost? And he like rolls his eyes back for a while and spazzes out and then answers some like super precise number. Yeah. You're like, okay, this same, dude's like really smart. Same with it. the uh, Benny Jesuit. Like, like, there's hardly any explanation. There's much more time given to them than the mentat, right? Uh, yeah. To explain Paul. But they're only in there to explain Paul and not really the whole, like, surreptitious plant. They tell you about it, but they tell you about it in a minute. The the thing I was going to say is that the the advice that uh, Thufir, the Mentat, gives the Duke, uh, Duke Leto, is that, oh, we probably have a few years before this betrayal comes because they're going to have to do all these things to move all these troops and whatever. So we got a few years. We can probably fix all this and like, you know, get ourselves situated in a good place in a few years. Obviously they had, it was not a few years years. and they, things had already been in motion for a long time. And that's the like surprise, but also the book doesn't even treat the betrayal as a surprise. It like tells you who the traitor is like way up front early before the betrayal happens. That's fine. I, I, I don't know how people can be that dumb in that kind of a universe. Like, especially in this situation, the whole like, well, you promised me. It's like, come on, bro. Like, really? Really? Yeah, I don't know. That that part has, and that's not the movie's fault, right? Like, that type of writing always bugs me. Where, like, the the victim... Or it, the the betrayer is actually the victim, and they're gonna they're doing it for love or whatever, and and that that just never. Wouldn't you go like, well, this is a problem. I should probably go tell Duke Leto so that they can help solve it. Otherwise, that person's dead anyway. I guess not. I guess that's bad uh, assumption on my part. I don't know. Um, it's just not. It's very clear who betrayed who and who is attacking who and who is helping who in the movie. None of it is unclear. But they make it so clear that you're kind of left to be like, well, why is anybody surprised by this? Howard, you know. So, again, and Michael makes a made a point that the the person who is the betrayer is considered so impossibly above reproach for a bunch of reasons that are not explained in the movie at all. Uh, but, like, it is considered a physical impossibility that this person would be able to betray you. Nice. And as such, then there's a bunch of the book is spent, like, people assuming that Lady Jessica is the betrayer because the uh, it couldn't be the other person. There's only two people. It had to be one of them. Right. Right. And that's that actually is started as a rumor deliberately by the Harkonnens. 
to sow more confusion. This is why I asked the question, because I'm sure the book spends more time making this intrigue, actual intrigue, in the space operatic style that it is, right? Yeah. Uh, some, you know... Uh, I, I do agree with you, Andrew, that I think a failing of the movie is that they didn't spend enough time on the space politics because they wanted to show a cool epic story and they had to move along with the plot because there's so much plot. There's a lot of plot. Give it time to two, the cool space. Two and politics. a half hours and they didn't quite make it halfway. Hmm. I, I don't know what else you're supposed to do. I mean, he builds, I, yeah, he builds a beautiful, beautiful film. I don't know what else to say about it other than that people, if they liked that book, uh, maybe should watch it. And people that don't know anything about the book should definitely watch it. It is every bit of, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's, it's an immersive thing. It really is. Yeah. The, the sound and the visuals and stuff are, it just does such a good job of building a place that seems real and that this story is happening in that you believe, even though like on the face of it, the story is super ridiculous. It's like, Oh, space feudalism. And there's giant sandworms that are the size of buildings. And like people are running around like shooting like swords. It's like, this is insane. No one would like, <laughs> but it, it totally seems reasonable in that area. It's like, Oh yeah, there are no computers and these like, lights float around next to people don't worry about that there's there's uh space travel yeah it's fine and you're just like yeah yeah okay sure it is fine you're right man that looks cool it's <laughs> like and i think that's why he, he does such a good job yeah. of telling that world and making that you know, like the i kind of uh, liken it to the lord of the rings movies where like they do such a good job of crafting that world that like you see that world that way now uh, but unfortunately, unlike the Lord of the Rings movies, they told a good self-contained story in each one of those. This <laughs> one, eh, less good at that. I I don't know how – who greenlit that thing? That's what I want to know. Who looked at, at that script and was like, you're going to end it where? The, the shocking thing to me is they greenlit it and then said, well, we don't know if we'll let you tell the rest of the story. Yeah. <laughs> like, you greenlight that and you go, well, maybe we only make half of it. LOL. Who cares? And you're like, what, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> I couldn't believe that hearing that story and being like, uh, the, I don't know what else to say other than the huevos, you know, on that executive. I guess. I, or like, is the executive just cowardly for not greenlighting the whole thing up front when it was obviously going to be this like huge, gigantic cinematic thing? I don't know if it made like a ludicrous amount of money. Probably not. Who cares? Who cares? But yeah, it's so... Like the the that because that novel has famously been adapted several other times or attempted to have been adapted many times, right? Mr. David Lynch, He's, fan of the podcast, the, I'm sure. The famous David Lynch version, uh, which Michael or Andrew, if you guys haven't watched that again recently, you should go back. That movie is something to see. <laughs> I, I don't know why you wouldn't. There's also the, uh, I mean, I, the reasons to watch it are many, right? It's not just the David. I mean, Patrick Stewart's in that thing. He charges into battle holding a pug. Sure does. Great movie. <laughs> uh, the So anyway, the David Lynch movie is uh, very different from this one, I'll say. Um, 
but it, but like famously there was that whole Joe Dawarski's Dune thing where like he'd been attempting to make this movie for 40 years or however long it was and it never came out. The the book is considered unfilmable because of how much ridiculous stuff is in it. And you see why, right? Like when you watch that David Lynch movie, the like first half it gets to the point basically where this movie ends and everything is fine. And then the second half of that movie is just like a blur of like stuff that makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, and like the movie falls apart, right? Where they wisely <laughs> spaced this one out a little bit, took the first half and said, ah, we'll do this other half later. You end but, up with a lot of weird stuff in this being a half movie. Like Chani is not even a full character. Barely in it, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't Maybe that 2000 era TV series Dune is good. So I have seen that uh, multiple times, and I think that that 2000s era series is pretty good. Yeah, this is actually good. I don't. Know. I don't. I, there's not much to say yeah. about it other than that. I really thought that the uh, the scope and the the scale they decided to make it in was very shockingly impressive. I really liked the like, what is it? The the emperor's soldiers. Sardaukar. Whenever they show up, they have. Whenever the like, Mongolian throat singing comes on, you're like, oh no, someone's about to die. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it's like, they, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right, Pe- Andrew? People did die. There were there were um, they were bleeding people. Did you see that? Uh huh. In that yeah. scene. Yeah, that was crazy. No, the best part of the movie is my pet peeve, actually. Because this movie was scored by Hans Zimmer. Uh, and Hans Zimmer uh, is my... F- I'll complain about this when I talk to Kit next on the sub-podcast. Uh, so t- tune in for part two when somebody who actually uh, cares about soundtracks as much as me uh, listens to this complaint. But Hans Zimmer is my nemesis. Every single soundtrack he ever does, he takes the most seminal moment in the film... And he rips that piece out of the soundtrack and sells it separately. So, like, in The Last Samurai, the last charge of of the samurai, that's a separate piece of music. In uh, Interstellar, when the ship is spinning super fast and they're trying to dock, that's a separate piece of music. And in this film, J.J., what in your head sticks out as the most prescient piece of music that you can think of? I bet you can name is it. Is it that Mongolian throat singing? No, it's one? not the Mongolian. Throat oh no, it's the choral. It's the choral one, right? Where they're like uh, chanting or whatever over the spice. Oh, that's stuff. a good pick. But no, uh, I was thinking when the Atreides hit the planet and the bagpipes kick in. Oh, okay. Yeah, another good one. Yeah. But first of all, the Atreides have bagpipes in the future. Uh, they're kind of, they're like sort of space Scotland. Yeah, a little bit, right? Okay. But like also kind of not. They're also kind of like space Spain at the same time. There is a lot of uh, text in the book given to like the idea that all of these cultures are so far removed from earth that like none of the old traditions or things that made sense on earth apply or make sense anymore. So I guess it could be both. Yeah. 
they spend a bunch of time on like religion in the books, which they didn't really do a lot no, of. No, they here, hardly did any uh, at all. A lot, a lot of time. Did they really? And, like, they a come, lot of time. Yeah. Do they give they, the Benny Gesserit a lot, lot of, of time, time, Michael? They give them a fair amount of time. Like they they go into a good bit of their history, oh, yeah, and okay. the there there are constant mentions um, in the scenes with Lady Jessica of the preconditioning that has been uh, put into place by uh, ancient generations of the Bene Gesserit missionaries. They imply that she can choose what type of child to have. Is that true? Yes. Yes. I didn't know if that That, meant that is not just, she was, that is not just a, a, that's an important plot point in this movie. Andrew, well, I know yes. she chose differently than they told her. To. I know that it's an important plot point that she chose to have a son and she was supposed to have a daughter. My question was whether or not she could like mentally choose or if it was like a, you're supposed to have made sure your, your sons didn't survive, you know, kind of deal. Yes. Which no, it's a, like she can think and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch more plot points related to stuff like oh, that I, coming up. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. Uh, I remember part of that, but I couldn't remember how that worked. And uh, that's fascinating. It's fascinating. Um, Dune. Yeah. Good movie. Maybe wait for part two <laughs> at this <laughs> point. Uh, 2025 or whenever. Uh, Michael, did you get up to any games this past weekend? Um, did I play much in the way of games this weekend? I know JJ and I played mm. a game we should probably talk about a little bit, but. Yeah, uh, I didn't really get up to too much. We were, you know, we were either doing the Thanksgiving food thing or off doing other things. So I wasn't home for a ton of the weekend who's, besides who's home Thanksgiving anymore, day. Right? Like. You have the opportunity, maybe, to be out if you're safe about it. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, when it's Southern California and it's 80 degrees on Thanksgiving weekend. Man. You kind of want to be outside. Yes. And by, I mean that sincerely. Going out, outside safely. Like when we went to Sonoma, JJ. And we were out, Mm -hmm. outside. Yep. It was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Uh... Yeah, it was beautiful. Uh, I can't believe how much wind there was, though. That's crazy. Yeah, we uh, so we walked out of the apartment on Thursday morning. I dashed out to grab a paper for all the, the Black Friday sales ads and stopped short because a tree had gotten blown down across the only walkway that is in and out from where our front door is. Oh, my God. Did you did you climb over it? Uh, there was just enough space to sort of squeeze through some of the branches on one side of it. Mike. Uh, thank goodness because the, the, uh, grounds crew didn't make it to our corner until like one o'clock. Okay. Next time. 12, 30, one o'clock middle of the day. I'm on a chainsaw. Just so you know. You could, if he was trapped, how could he get to the car? I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> he has a phone. Yeah, but you were. I know, I know. I'm saying next away. time, next time, I have yeah. a chainsaw. Isn't that doesn't uh isn't that uh Ash's thing? I have a chainsaw. No, I have a boomstick. Uh, 
it boomstick yeah. is what he says. I'm the, yeah, I'm the one. He with does the gun. have a chainsaw, though. You're correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it, well, hold on. Black Friday sales. Did other than a graphics card? Did we all complete our computer purchases this Black Friday slash Cyber Monday? I know. I think uh, that I am now the complete. ones. Mine's not complete, but the ones that I intended to make um, because they they had some good deals, I made. I guess this is a this is a component class moment, huh? I don't know. Can't escape them. Can't, well, not when we're thinking about doing builds. No, um, there were some pretty good deals out there during the thing, so I ended up rebuying and returning some old stuff that I had bought before the holiday in case stock ran out of anything. I don't know what this deal is with this uh, shortages, what it what it might be, but I haven't run into many shortages when it comes to the stuff that I was hoping to find. I don't know if either of you ran into any shortages of anything. Uh, by the time that I got to, so we have a, a micro centered right around the corner. Um, Pretty one. By the time that, yeah, it looks great on the inside now that they've done the their innovation. Um, How big is that case, huh? Oh, it's massive. <laughs> it's like, is this really just for CPUs? This is nuts. Because you look around the corner, JJ, and they sh- they cram all the the SSDs and RAM and any other small motherboard component into one case a third of the size and then you go around the corner it's just this massive wall of cpus behind glass it's pretty funny they know what brings people in. i know yeah it was funny yep uh uh but yeah so they were they were sold out of uh several of the ryzen cpus that doesn't surprise me the deals were um and a lot of the a lot of the um nvme internal hard drives really wow yeah they were they were pretty picked over there have been several good deals on those online today there are still good deals on those nvmes out there yeah yeah oh yeah uh Uh, the the pcie4 ones are less good deals but the pcie3 ones can be gotten quite cheaply 970 evo plus uh one terabyte 120 bucks right now that's a that's a that is probably more bandwidth than you need. Like, it's not like the you know, you're going to get it, you're going to need that like PCIe four difference between those. It's like just the PCIe three one for the savings is worth it. I I agree with you. I chose to go PCIe four in this experimental version of uh, a max out situation. To try and live on this for a while, you know. Yeah, I can't blame it. I, I just think that you know, for for us, if if your main application for it is gaming, Mm-mm. you know, we're probably not going to have issues. Yeah, you threw pills now. Today. Obviously, Andrew, you know, you have other considerations, you know, work and or podcast related sometimes, and you know, Michael and I sometimes maybe have podcast related reasons we would want something a little bit more, but I think you know. It's not like we're uploading like hour long videos. Typically. Well, and I think that little bit more in your cases, if we're talking the Ryzen CPUs, is the fifty eight hundred, right? A, a gaming CPU is a fifty six hundred. You don't need higher than that if you're not going to do content work at all. Yeah, um, if you're not if you're not trying to do high refresh rate, 
and you're sticking at 1080p, 5600 is like way more than you need. Or if you're going to try and stick around with your CPU a while and you don't want to get bottlenecked for another maybe two or three generations of graphics cards, maybe you got to go up from the that lower tier. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we got some component class emails. We'll do those next time. Because I also have... Yeah, we, we'll do those next time. There's like three component class emails we've got. So when we got more time, we'll do that. Uh, but in the meantime, for our last five minutes here, JJ, uh, how did you like that Halo? Yo, it's Halo. Uh, no, it's pretty good. I played uh, quite a f- Man, I don't know. I don't want to say quite a few. I played several rounds of the Halo Infinite multiplayer that's out now. Yeah, it's free with um, uh, Game Pass or free in general, I think actually if free in general oh yep, you just go yeah free in general yeah yep just download it and, and start playing so i have to i have to ask you guys because one of the one of the comments that i saw about this was that its biggest the its biggest point of praise was also its biggest weakness which is that hey this is another halo game uh-huh mm-hmm I think I right, think I read exactly. the article like, you're you're talking about. Yeah, in in all of the good in all of the good ways, but in all of the I've played this before ways. But it also uh, the I've played this f- before ways. In that article, uh, or the, at least the one that I read that was complaining about Halo uh, Infinite's battle pass and progression, and I'll ask you about the progression right here, JJ. Did you uh, notice that to progress, you need to fill out those quests? Yeah, the progression is crap. Yeah, so uh, it's bad. It's real bad in terms of its speed because there's no way to do it unless you want to go around getting kills with a pistol, or it's or terrible. Whatever the progression I, it, mission it, is that day, and there's a separate progression which is not related to the main progression for like special events, mm-hmm. for which there was one this weekend, which is what I spent most of my time oh, playing. What was the special event? Because I did not have access to my it, computer this weekend in particular. Uh, it it was like Slayer Fiesta, okay. Team Slayer sure. Fiesta, and Fiesta is a Halo mode where basically you spawn with random weapons every yeah. time. Um, and it rotated a bunch of maps, but it's a it's like a separate battle pass for that mode. Oh, wow. And one of the permanent challenges in that mode is play a game, and you get fifty XP. It takes like six hundred XP to level up. Yeah. Hmm. It's bad. And there are other challenges in there too, right? You get 200 if you get 15 kills with a battle rifle or whatever they are. They're all weird stuff. But like, they're separate challenges from the normal ones. I had this. And you're leveling up different yeah, things. This is where you have but to the, chime the, in the, and remind You get like nothing worth it. It's like, it's complete. The, the progression system is a total mess. It's a mess. But the game is fun. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy yeah. when I spawn sometimes with the rocket launcher and the sword. And I just get an immediate killing spree <laughs> because the rocket launcher and the sword are ridiculously overpowered. And you just run around and like blow people up and sword them and blow another person up and then sword another guy. It's like a free killing spree. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I think the big thing in to say is that it's a beta and the progression carries over. It's not. It's not a beta. It is a beta. It's not. It they say it is. It's it not. is. Because... It's Betas don't exist anymore. Okay, well, this battle pass is going to be around a long time. And my guess is they will hear the complaints about the progression. 
right? And so, oh, they've already said they've heard and they're planning to change right. it. <laughs> One of the lead Halo devs was on Twitter yesterday or today or something saying, yeah, we've heard your complaints. This is going to be the first thing we work on when we get back at the office on Tuesday or whatever <laughs> day it is. So yeah. they know. Yeah, they know. And and that's fine, right? Um, the big, I think if your the complaint big... is that the level up system is bad, right. the... then you don't have any complaints I'm, about the I rest of the game, which I thought was mostly good. I was trying to phrase this in a nice way, but I think I have to say it in a not nice way. The people complaining are often the people that are like, but I liked it when it was the old thing, but they can't complain about that because it is the old thing, but better, right? Mm-hmm. The gameplay is great. That I don't know if you tried the uh, the weapons mode where you just work on getting oh, yeah. better with the weapons, the training. Uh, I had to because I didn't know how half of the weapons worked. Yeah. There's a lot of weapons I've never used or seen in here before. Yeah, like the VK and all those. And the like weird transforming shotgun. I really wish you had had the opportunity the, to play uh, Halo 5 because some of those are in there. The weird shock rifle. Yeah. The uh, what is the other weird like grenade shock thing? Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's a bunch of weird guns in there that I'd never used before. The gameplay is ex- excellent. I don't think they're going to be changing super much about the gameplay unless there's bugs. Yeah, I would, I would rather they not. I will tell you, uh, Andrew, if you're using a controller on the PC, uh, go into the settings for the controller and adjust some of them. There are extensive settings related to like dead zone and axial things uh, like going in and mess with all those settings. Cause I can tell you the game felt really weird to me until I was looking online. It's like, is my controller bad? Am I drifting? What's going on? Stuff is just not working right. And like I went on some post on the internet and people were like, look, these controller settings are kind of jank. Go in there and change them to these. I bet you it feels better. And I did. And it sure. did. <laughs> <laughs> So, you, you know, the default ones it comes with are not Have good. you seen if they have match controller slash p- uh, keyboard matchmaking pools? I don't know. That's something I have yet to see anyone describe whether or not they've separated the pools so that if I did play a controller, I'm not going to try and outplay a key, key BM, KBM player, you know? Uh, I don't know. I know that the pools are mixed for PC and console. Yeah. And a bunch of the console people are very unhappy about it because guess what? There are already people cheating on PC. No kidding. So the console people are like, let us kick all the PC players out. We don't want the cheaters. It's like, well, what if they just make it so no one can cheat? Yeah, I mean, that is one of the benefits, right, of a console is that people can't cheat and still get into the game. Um, Or it's much harder anyway. Yeah, I mean, you have to get something like a Cronus or something like that, right, to to cheat outside of the system. Um, yeah. So I don't know what the, I don't know about that. Yeah. I didn't see any options for like excluding certain. No, usually it's done in the background or so, anything. Like you know, that, I don't so. know. I think, so what I was trying to say is I think it's the people that, I mean, it may be that, happening. I, can't tell. The, I think it was the people that were hoping to complain about the gameplay. And the only thing left to complain about was like, but my guy doesn't look cool and I can't make him look cool fast. You, yeah, that's definitely true. It takes a long time to earn literally anything. It's in like this who game. cares, man? Play the game or don't play the game. That's the that's the point of the game, right? And my guess is, if you buy that campaign, you're going to earn progression through the campaign as well, because uh, they're going to want people to buy it, right? Uh, that would be my guess. So, anywho, 
we don't have time to my Xbox thoughts on this one, but I think I need to put out one thought here before we go, which is that since we were talking about Halo, uh, that Game Pass service, you guys, is $1 for three months right now. That's a low number of dollars. Not bad. So, like, if you don't believe me that it might be a good deal, go try out the service for three months for a dollar. I'm. It, it's just like how many months would it take if you want to pay, play that Back for Blood game that's coming out, which is what fifty dollars maybe. How many months of that would you pay for with Game Pass? It's going to be on there first day. You know what I mean? If you want to play uh, Halo for free instead of paying $60 for it. Well, there's, you know, how many months of game pass right there? 10 months. No, no, sorry. Six months, six months. I think my only complaint about it would be that if I want my progression to be synchronized with where I have it currently on steam, it won't do that. And that's like a tiny insignificant complaint that doesn't matter. What progression doesn't carry over just your achievements. Yeah, all the achievements and like my controller settings and stuff, I would have to redo because it's a different version. I of think the game, you can right? drop in um, the 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 stuff I earn on Steam will go over to the Microsoft one, right? It'll go that yeah. way, but it won't go back. Right. Sure. Yes. That's true. Because you do sign into your Microsoft. Yeah, account. Yeah, I don't uh, know what you're you supposed to do about that in this thing. world of fractured. Everyone's going to put out their own games. Um, you can't see me, but I'm out here shrugging my There's shoulders. There's really not much to do hmm. about that kind of thing. I, I just can't. For the cost, I guess, you know, the that's the trade-off you get for playing a $60 campaign for the cost of $1. Right. Yeah, exactly. You want to go play Halo in the next three months? And you only want to play the campaign? Pay $1. And I really wish this me- didn't sound like an ad, but, like, when we talk about how to build a computer for cheaper so that you're not going nuts if you're just trying to build a, a gaming PC... And spending too much money or buying games on sale. This is buying games on sale is what you're doing. Just make sure to cancel it if you don't yeah. like it. Let me go ahead and tell you, uh, I can be very sure that you will not need three months to finish the campaign in that game. I don't care what the campaign is. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's <laughs> some sort of long. open-ended Skyrim procedural quest thing to try and keep people playing. Probably. But I'm sure you can get through the story in uh, normal Halo speeds. All right. Before we go, wrong quest, wrong answers only until people are knocked out. Are you ready? <laughs> who plays Michael's just who plays Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> D. Buscemi. <laughs> um, uh, Liam Hemsworth. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like. I can only think of Star Wars characters for some <laughs> reason. <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi. Nice. No, that would be not. That's not an actor because there's two Obi Wan Kenobi's. You got to pick an actor. Uh, I don't. What's the guy's name? Shoot, the young <laughs> one. McGregor. You and He's McGregor. not on. None of them were on the list. Congratulations. The 2015 Creed is a spinoff of what successful movie series? It's hard to come up with movie series that I. Mm. Lord of the Rings. Okay. Yeah, sure, maybe. <laughs> the Crow. <laughs> that kind of okay. I can believe it. Really tough to do that after Brandon. Didn't Lee, they make multiple Crow. Crow movies after that? 
I'm pretty sure the crow is a They've series. They've made more, yeah. They've made more, yeah. but I don't think any of them were Fine, good. I changed my answer to Sharknado. <laughs> and I'll take Fast and Furious. <laughs> uh, none of them were on the list. Okay. If we don't, if nobody gets knocked out the next one, we're all winners. So uh, nobody mess up, all right? I want to all be winners. Oh, no. We might actually get this one wrong. Uh-oh. The Force Awakens is set how many years after Return of the Jedi? You have to guess less than uh, hundred because there are characters in it, so we can't we can't be crazy. So I'll go ninety. Three point one four. Say what? Forty-two. 40, okay, so forty-two. What was JJ? Three point one four. Forty's on here, but uh, you said forty-two, so I'm going to take that, and we are all safe. We're all winners of wrong answers only this week. <laughs> nice. Well done. Okay. Okay. Oh, if you uh, if you want to send in questions for wrong answers only, JJ, you can send those to podcast at wewaregamers dot com. Uh, we are also contactable via social media. Find us at wewaregamers on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. I imagine. Um, there will be some Instagram posts going up of computer builds from Andrew or perhaps myself sooner or later. Yeah, one would hope. So look out, look out for those. Uh, also, you know, follow us on the various podcasting platforms that are out there. We're on uh, Google and Apple and Spotify and Stitcher and all that good stuff. There are four Crow movies. So Matrix 4, y'all? Is that soon? Is it ready? Coming. Yep. December. Dude, I can't keep up. Uh, Wheel of... There's way too much. Wheel of Time. Let's do the list real quick before JJ has to go. Let's see. Hold on. I'm going to write it down. Ready? Wheel of Time. Cowboy Bebop. Revelation... Hawkeye. Revelation 2. Hawkeye. Nobody cares, but there's a new season of Always Sunny. Oh, the the new Witcher. Oh yeah, that's right, Witcher, Matrix Four. Uh, Matrix, Matrix Four. Uh, didn't you guys say the new Discovery started? Disco already oh, yep, started. New yep. Discovery. Disco just started. This is insane. I can't watch this much TV, and we're not even done with the list. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. I feel like and- there were more things that we mentioned. And sadly, I won't be on a lot of podcasts during December. So yeah, uh, let's uh, group chat about what you want to do 